Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I've had a few uh, conversations with people uh, this morning about a news story that uh, I was reading quite early on, and it's about the 20-year-old who is from Texas who um, was texting while he was driving and admits to having been texting while he was driving and uh, crashed into a, a van with 13 people from a church, all killed in that van. And the 20-year-old apparently, after the accident, sat by the side of the road just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So the question that I asked people today was, um, what do you do? What do you do with this 20-year-old? Does he go to prison for life? It's Texas, so it could be a capital crime uh, trial. I don't know whether that's going to be the case or not, because in some parts of Texas, it's legal to text and uh, and drive. But we'll see what happens. But what do you do with that 20-year-old? And I tweeted it as well, and there's some responses. Um, one of the immediate responses was death. Do you kill a 20-year-old? We'll ask you in the next hour. It'll be part of our show today, simply because I've had so there was a lot of passionate response to that question, what do you do with him? So we'll uh, we'll run that by you. Also, uh, coming up today, we'll have uh, blogger Nicole Roeder joining us from the United States. She was in a, in a mall. She tweeted, uh, not tweeted, she blogged the story. She was in a mall with her kids, and sitting right beside her was another woman with children. And the other woman with children was glaring at Nicole Roeder. And it turned into quite an expression of uh, sort of an aggressive exchange, not exchange, an aggressive uh, assault, verbal assault by the other woman toward Nicole Roeder, who's a little disappointed in herself because she feels she should have had a better comeback. I don't think it's necessarily important that the person who um, who's being verbally assaulted has the comeback. It's the nitwits who decide that they can tell you how to live your life and, and, and how do you raise your kids, which is the, the case with Nicole Roeder. So we'll talk to her. Later on on the show today, we'll have uh, Dr. Jerry Preddy with us, the Alberta Senior Officer of Health. Last Sunday, we had a listener whose name was Rachel talking about the fact that she will not have her child vaccinated for the reasons that she outlined. And uh, the Alberta government got in touch with us and they suggested that uh, perhaps we'd like to talk to Dr. Preddy about uh, vaccines. And they have a, a mumps situation in Edmonton. So we will talk to Dr. Preddy about that, but we will not be examining what Rachel told us on the air because she was a guest, and we don't do that. She didn't represent a political party or an association. She was a mom with a child, and she made a decision. 
Lots coming up, including Donald Trump. How do you get through a week without Donald Trump? Uh, The question now is, are the nonstop mainstream media left-wing anti-Donald Trump accusations maybe taking hold with Americans who voted for him? Or is there an increased pushback from the 60 million-plus who voted for Donald Trump? We'll talk to Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Polling. Fran has been on the air with us, as you know, for over a year now, walking us through the um, election campaign and and what's been happening since the uh, swearing-in of Donald Trump. Rob Reiner cut loose on MSNBC. I'll pay, play back a little bit of that for you about, uh, about Mr. Trump. And NBC's Chuck Todd seems to be um, a little emotionally involved with his opposition to Donald Trump. I'm going to play back some of what uh, Chuck Todd said the other day, and we'll take some calls from you. So I've been waiting to uh, be able to connect with Daryl Bricker, who's the president of Ipsos Polling. We'd organized an interview with Daryl for this time of the show today to speak about the poll that they conducted of Canadians to find out how Canadians feel the country should, in fact, respond to people who are crossing the border from the United States into Canada, migrants crossing from the U.S. to Canada, and avoiding the uh, customs crossings where there are personnel from both Canada and the United States, because if they cross there, as you know by now through this safe third country agreement, they would immediately be sent back to the United States. But if you walk across the border between those customs crossings, you're going to be taken in, you will be given a date to appear before an immigration refugee board, and then you'll be able to make a case for staying in Canada. Now, because we have the safe third country agreement, it's almost impossible or should be almost impossible to persuade Canadian authorities to let you stay here. But this is Canada. So uh, with the absence of Mr. Bricker, what I'll do is I'll just run through some of this information uh, for you, and uh, then we'll talk about it. So on the question that uh, Ipsos Reid asked, and they asked several here, but here's the first one. Uh, should Canada send these migrants back to the United States? And the second question was, uh, Canada should accept these migrants and let them remain in Canada and seek refugee status, yes or no? So Canada should send these migrants back to the United States, yes or no? Or Canada should accept these migrants and let them remain in Canada and seek refugee status, yes or no? Provincially, the lowest percentage of Canadians who want illegal border crossers returned to the United States is 43% in Atlantic Canada. And the highest is Alberta with 57% and the average is 48. So 48%, almost half of Canadians, according to the Ipsos poll, want the border crossers, the migrants, to be returned to the United States immediately. Um, For those who want migrants to be allowed into Canada and to stay here, the highest percentage is 39% in Atlantic Canada and the lowest in Alberta at 28% and the average is 36 So, on average, 48% of Canadians want the migrants to be returned to the United States immediately. 36% want them to be allowed to stay in Canada. So, you've got a 12% swing there. But on uh, on whether the Trudeau government is handling the migrant issue properly, the numbers are consistently low among those who do agree with Trudeau and those who don't. So, I think this is a bit of a fluid situation for a national opinion. I don't know what would happen three months from now when the weather is better. Let's say it's nice and warm. 
I would imagine, and it's been said, that likely the numbers of migrants entering Canada illegally will be increasing. What happens to public opinion then? And does the prime minister of this country have a... Well, we talk about Mr. Trudeau all the time, but he's the boss, right? He's the government boss. He is. He's the boss of the governing party. He has to make the decisions. Does the prime minister have the responsibility to turn these people back or engage in some process to turn them back because they're illegally entering the country? So uh, 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 1-800-263-2428 is the number. I have the question for you a little differently. A little differently. I'm not just going to ask you the polling question, should they be allowed to stay or should they be sent back? I'll ask you this question. I'll ask it in this way. If you had uh, in your car, if you had someone in your car, or let me back it up a bit, if you saw someone entering Canada illegally, away from a staffed border crossing from the U.S. into Canada, would you help those entering the country illegally by driving them to the closest police station in Canada? Or would you drive them directly to a staffed border crossing because you know they would be returned to the United States? So what would you do? You see somebody entering Canada illegally. Under the circumstances we've become increasingly familiar with over the last number of weeks, would you drive those people, would you put them in your car or in your vehicle, and would you drive them directly into Canada to a Canadian police station, and you know they would not be immediately returned? The process to allow them to petition to stay in Canada's refugees would begin. Or would you put them in your car, in your vehicle, in your truck, whatever you're driving, and would you take them directly to a border crossing where you know there are customs officers for both Canada and the United States, and you know they'd be sent back to the U.S.? Which of the two choices would you make? 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Remember, 48% of Canadians say, send them back immediately. 36% of Canadians say, let them stay and build a life here.